Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Sony and Marvel. The Spider-Man news hit, took me by surprise. Man. I know, I know. It's, it's weird, and it's, and it's twisty. It, it really is. There's lots of facets to it, but uh, we will talk about that later. Yeah. We there's a lot, like, there's, there were, uh, for a while, there were, like, conflicting things. Anyway, we'll go into it. We will, we will clearly We'll dive air. into the Spider-Man news. We will. So, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, uh, this, um, so it's been two weeks, right? Did it we, has, did we, did yeah, we do yeah, this yeah. week, last week? No, we, this was two weeks ago. Because well, <clears throat> you were out, out, tra- trouncing around yeah. the world yeah. uh, last week. So. I, uh, I have a cold right now, so yeah. that's, that's I just got is. over one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, I haven't really been up to a lot other than, um, I'm trying to remember what I had, I don't think I, I, I think we, we talked about all the movies I saw a while back. Um, the only real like thing I've been into is uh, I've been uh, playing a lot more Fortnite again, dude. Back yeah. on board the Fortnite it's train. Season, season ten, <laughs> and uh, it sucked me back in because they have incorporated elements of every season up to this point. Nice to celebrate season ten. So cool. like the uh, so um, for instance, Dusty Depot is back. Oh wow, uh, that's and a weird one. Time is frozen with the meteor about to hit. Dusty Depot. That's fascinating. You can land on the meteor. Wow. Yeah. I dig uh, it. That's uh-huh. great. The there's uh, around um, Salty Springs. There's a bubble where all the like uh, zombies are coming in. You know how they were that one yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that like a year ago, or was that two years ago? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was um, two years ago. The uh, the uh, Loot Lake is like. At that moment, you know where everything kind of like everyone went to that weird area. Yeah, and the there's the uh, the crack in the the dome in okay. the sky. Yeah, that's that's back. That's happening. Fascinating. Right there, um, it's crazy over in uh, Tilted Towers. It's now called Tilted Town. Interesting. And it's all Western themed. And so as soon as you enter the area of Tilted Town, your character gets a uh, a Western outfit on interesting there are only certain like there are certain weapons that are available there and you cannot build or destroy anything interesting yeah i Um, wonder like what's that one about because like that that's just like taking you back in time like the whole the idea is that you're like you're out of time okay you are like the the something happened and you're like stuck out of time interesting and so like that's the whole like conceit of why this is how this is happening um yeah so i mean anyway like uh, they revamped the 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 challenge system. There's no more daily challenges. What? Yep. Uh, there are. There's a slew of timed challenges that are uh, available over the course of I think five days or a week or something like that. Are they like rolling? Like where it, like there's always a new one happening. Always a new. Or, you know, no, that you, sort can, of thing? you can do it at any. And like you know, the, and they used to have like the weekly challenges. Rather than there be, they they are still releasing them every week, but they're like themed. So like the one one week could be a bunch of sprays. So you just have to go sp- tag a bunch of things. Then so you go through the first like I think it's five or six or seven challenges. Yeah. And then you uh, can on that in that one challenge do prestige challenges for that. And that ends. W- so like the 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 first round of challenges will get you um, battle pass points, uh, yeah. uh, stars, 
XP and generally some kind of like um, like a, a screen or right. a uh, uh, like a load screen or a, a an emote or something. But then the prestige challenges will give you skins for your characters. Cool. So you and it's kind of cool because it so you makes, can basically focus on the ones that you want yeah. and, and go for that one. Like you kind of know yeah, what well, you're the, shooting. Well, for. what I've liked is they yeah totally, and you can like be like, hey, I don't want that skin or yeah. that variant. And like I don't need it. And Plus, the thing like with the battle pass, sometimes like later on there would be one where it's like, oh, I don't care about anything up until that point, right. you know, or you know, potentially like there was some that I was just was like, well, I'm like four tiers away from the top, but I don't really want the top yeah. one. So I'm battle out. passes are still are still there, still work the same. But like the, uh, the the challenges, the prestige challenges. So like for instance, say it made actually made, it made basically a a an easier version of the challenges, made nice. it kind of easier. So like if you know in the past it would be visit Loot Lake and Tilted Towers in the same match. <clears throat> the original, like the lower version now, is just just visit them. Do both. individually. Okay, yeah. cool. So you can do it anytime. The prestige challenges will be like the, the old ones, so it's like visit nice. them in the same match. Nice. Or kill, or yeah, like kill three people inside um, Rumble in the same match nice. versus just kill three people Very in a cool. lower level. So anyway, interesting. Kind of just like there's a lot of variety now. I feel like yeah, and a lot of different things you can go for. And uh, honestly, that game since a couple I, like last season, I didn't play it hardly at all. Yeah, and I definitely didn't win. And you know, for a while, I was like. I want to win every single yeah. season. Win one one match every honestly, single season. But like, honestly, it's funny. Like, it, just more so now. Like, I don't feel like I have to win that game to have fun with it. Yeah. And so like, it, it gives me a lot more things to do and go for and play around with. And so like, yeah. that's what I enjoy. Because honestly, like, unless you, I mean, unless you luck out yeah. and are playing every single day, you know, like the chances of you winning that game are like super slim. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's like superhumans playing because they have the skill, the skill level up at the up at the top. It's tier still skyrocketing, bro. Still, and and because like because of the fact that like there's not just like one thing. Like for example, yeah. like I feel like if you're good at first person shooters, you can get by and like get you know be really good at like Apex or really good at like the Blackout, like right. or whatever. Like whereas like there's no building mechanic there. Yeah. And it's like, but like you have to be good at not only the the shooting aspect of it, the third person shooting. You have to be good at the building. You have to be good at the traversal. You have to be good at like, you know, if there's any like bouncing that happens, yeah. like those, like all knowing what all this stuff is. So it's like I feel like the the higher tier yeah. of player is just like way uh, like Le- further removed from the average player. I should have Fortnite. saved it, but literally last night uh, I got home and I'm like, uh, so I, I'm dealing with a cold. If you can't tell. I got, you know, the stuffy, stuffy nose and everything. Um, so I got home and I was like, okay, before, before I eat dinner and then go to bed, I'm just going to play a match. I get in and I'm on one of the, uh, the hoverboards. Were they in there whenever you, uh, played it last? Uh, these, there's these, I want to say yes. I like, want to say I, I have been on a hoverboard before. They're like snowboard looking things that you hover around on and, That's and right. go around. Anyway, that was I was right near the last time that I played. I was hoverboarding around the map, trying to get to, uh, get over to Salty Springs to kill some of the zombies. Anyway, as I'm literally as I'm hoverboarding, going super super fast, I like pass by another player, and I was just gonna like blow past him, you know, like it was like I came over a hill and he's right there, so I'm like I just need to blow past him. Literally, as I passed him, he built a box around me, put a put a uh, uh, spike thing inside it, and killed me. <laughs> as I'm going, I don't even know how how you how you build something that fast. It's like it's like take somebody out in the most unexpected way possible challenge. You yeah, know? It's around like, me while what? I'm moving fast. 
It's it was insane. That's amazing. I love that. I love the idea that like there's this this upper tier level of of player that like you bump into him and it's just like well it's over it's, yeah it's just there's over, nothing man. you can do like, about no, this nothing at you're all. just eliminated immediately you know Good like grief. just oh uh, really so, I've been up I've been up to that that's awesome I have actually been playing a different battle royale Apex nice Legends because they did their solos event for the first time ever in uh, that game they have a solo oh yeah mode. how is that it's really fun um, is it still there like is it a permanent uh, no it's it's going for the next like five or six days okay um, and so it's what, super what fun is the, I mean wh- why I so guess. the reasoning behind it I think is because like they just wanted to like try it because like it's been in the code people like have uh, data mined it for like since ah. it launched and it's like the like the mode was in there like it was always kind of like oh they'll do it eventually um and so this event they uh they changed some areas on the map to like make it more um exciting like they made an arena with a bunch of bounce pads and a bunch of uh like flame wheels and things like that in one area of the map and uh and so like they made that basically the big arena rather than skull town or some other place that you know you would normally drop into where where everyone would try to drop um but yeah, so basically all it is 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 a uh, a solo mode. You go in, and if you get taken out, you're eliminated. Like it's done. Um, whereas like the one of the main mechanics of the squads mode was always like, oh, you can bring people back. Like that was the big innovation there. Um, and so it's it's actually fun. I feel like to go in and get some of my challenges done um, in solos now because like it's like oh. I'm always the drop, dr- the drop master, the jump master of my own match, you know, of my solos match. Whereas like it's a one in three chance of being the jump master. And another thing is like, oh, they may not want to drop where I have challenges to go like, oh, do da- a certain amount of damage in this location. The other two players may never want to drop there. Yeah. Whereas like in solos, I'm like, I can drop there all day long until I get this done. <laughs> um, which I really appreciate as someone who's more focused on the battle pass side of things. Do you feel like, um, okay, so when you're in a team of three people, you can usually have a pretty good balance of like, okay, uh, I have a defender, yeah. I have a tank, I yeah. have uh, someone who's like just fast and can assault people real quick. Yeah. But do you feel like you're at a disadvantage if you, you select one of those support <sighs> class characters? That's a hard call. Okay. Because like in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I always feel like if you have a character that's going to be able to like outflank somebody, yeah. like uh, a character like the robot, where it's like, oh, I can just grapple up to the like up to the top there. Which he's not. Around is he here. a support class? He is a support class technically. Okay. Um, and then the uh, th- one of the new guys, Octane. He's like the guy who runs really fast. Yeah. He heals over time. Like he like his health will just go up over time. So yeah. people choose him a lot. Um, people also choose the. Uh, the medic because obviously she can heal herself and people choose um the uh so you basically have to like you're supporting yourself yeah so essentially like so you at a disadvantage for not selecting one of those maybe like if you choose there are a certain number of people if you're like mirage or if you're uh there's a lot of people who are mirage because she can get away like she uh, oh i want to get out of here quickly um disappear and that sort of thing like the the one character that i don't see very often and i'm not sure why it's the latest character, Watson, hmm. the one who th- lays down like the fences. Yeah, I don't see her very often in solos. the solos mode. Which I, I like. It's either because like not a lot of people have like 
like gotten on board with her, like know how to use her yet. Like she's just not like a very like, no, there's more people to choose from whenever she came along. So it's like, well, there's not a lot of people who are like, Oh, I'm going to make that my main. Yeah. Everybody else is comfortable with these other like seven. It's like, Oh, the new person, not going to worry about the new person. Um, I'm not sure if that's what it is or if it's because like she's at a distinct disadvantage. I was dropping with her and going to like closed in areas where it's like, Oh, here's the tunnel, like between the two like giant doorways or whatever. I would go there, just lay down a ton of fences and then just hole up there until I, you know, needed to leave, and then I would leave and immediately die. But I was wiping <laughs> out people like with her left and right in there. So I think like there is a way that you can strategically, because you're the, you're the master of your own like jump. Yeah. Oh, I can choose where I'm dropping. You can kind of cater to each character's play style in that way. And so I feel like you know that might be like well, how like oh it's balanced from that perspective where it's like oh I can kind of control where I go then whenever the randomness enters the equation it's like oh pff, there's clearly a character that's going to be better in the final circle yeah you know do you um, here's my last question I think uh, do you feel yourself or find yourself going to the same character over and over and over again because the only thing that's in the past, yeah, made me play with like my not favorite character mm. has been the fact that someone else has selected them on the ah, team. I see, I see. Um, no, because like I, I would always, I, I'm the unique case where I would like bounce around, get a you know, like one kill with each each yeah. person per day. Oh, because basically. that's the like, that's yeah, the, that, that was the way you get like increased XP or whatever. Right, and then now even still, like it's the challenges, there are certain challenges they they try in the battle pass to like branch you where it's like, oh, get a certain amount of damage with these three characters, and then on the next week's uh, battle pass like thing, they have like a different three characters that uh, you have to get kills with, and so like you kind of like you're jumping around. Yeah, you, you if if you really so are trying incentivizing to incentivizing you pass, doing that for sure, and they're incentivizing you to drop different places. They're incentivizing you like with the uh, solos event, like the thing that's going on during the solos event like there's a, a separate set of challenges that can get you a separate set of things which man like if you were to buy those a la carte like if you were to buy the the new items for this like two week long event it was going to be like ridiculous amounts of money um like if you were to just buy them or whatever and then they they the community got upset about like the the loot box thing where it's like oh it's only in loot boxes and if you were to buy them all like it would take like seven hundred dollars or something like that to get all of the items from oh, gosh. the uh the like two week long period it's not worth it and then so they implemented the thing we're like okay well all the cosmetics we're gonna offer those for sale the same way Fortnite does where it's like hey every day we have a different selection and so we have uh, a map a roadmap cool. of here's whenever you That's can great. get your favorite one so like they they listen to the community they fixed that so anyway it's kind of one of those things that like with the limited time event i have found that like that isn't what gets me the like to get go out of my way like the the new items like that are within that and the new like oh they do these challenges within that they're just like ridiculously time intensive um for that two week long period where it's like yeah. get like a hundred kills Which and that's step had... one of the four like step oh, process Good so grief. yeah that's so it's insane like, they really like over Fortnite. overdid their uh their like limited time event this time like it feels like they really over i wonder if they feel like that's for like the hardcore players anyway Maybe. really like to give them something to do so they're like hey we know they're gonna blow through this yeah. let's just like give them a lot of challenges yeah and that's the thing like they made the battle pass in season two easier to get to the top of which i definitely have seen like oh it's i'm moving up much faster in yeah. that than i was the previous one but then they this limited time event it's like oh my goodness like this is there's no way i'm gonna scratch the surface i haven't even bought like i haven't even gotten a single thing from that and i've been playing you know a reasonable amount like not like every night or anything like Weird. that but like it's it's just a strange it's a strange 
way that like I, I wonder what they were thinking like you said like maybe it's like oh this is for the the hardcore of the hardcore. yeah i mean i always know like, that's the thing that, the that top was one percent that was the thing that drove me kind of away from destiny at the time at least was that it felt like the things they were coming out with were geared toward the players who play every day and like max out yeah. like all the weekly stuff like yeah. one day in and i'm like okay yeah that's fine it's gonna t- I don't, i'm not even gonna finish this week probably <laughs> but yeah like and so that it felt like everything was becoming more grindy yeah. and more uh, time intensive just to appease those yeah. hardcore players that uh, honestly, like I can't keep up with and have no desire to keep up with. Right. And that's the thing like with me, like it's, it's a, uh, it's a thing where I, I, I like, I feel like I'm, I'm on the upper side of like the skill level of this game, but I just don't have the time investment to, to, totally. to even try to put in that much time, nor would I want to. There's other games that I want to play. You yeah. Know? I'm sure it's hard as a developer to balance like, okay, there are, you know, l- far less hardcore, hardcore players, yeah. but they are the ones coming back every single day. Yeah. So do we gear it toward them or do we gear it toward the masses who like, there's probably, you know, I mean, if I was estimating, I would say 10 times, you know, more people who come in and log sure. in maybe every few days. Yeah. So like, but you know, the people who are getting on Reddit and complaining are going to yeah. be probably mainly the hardcore players. So like, yeah. Who do you appease? Who do you listen to? Who do you gear your your stuff toward especially well, whenever you want to make it accessible to everyone and if it's a free-to-play game like you have this exactly. other this whole other thing of like we want to continue you know having the funds to make this game so like you it's like i don't know i don't like who's yeah. gonna spend the most money like where do, where do you where do you find the most revenue to continue I mean, developing your game and like, that's into where the like future? i feel like fortnite's done a great job of Agreed. like you know I've, I've never felt taken advantage of by that game i've never felt like they didn't uh in some way, earn my money that I I have spent there, and I've probably I've, I I guarantee I've spent probably two hundred dollars in that game over yeah. the the past what two years now. Yeah. Um, be, because it's only two two ways. Like I'm either uh, buying a battle pass. Yeah. I've bought levels before at times to so like whenever I'm like, hey, I didn't put in the work to actually get what I wanted, so I'm gonna like purchase up to that amount. But usually they give me some kind of like deal. Yeah. Um. Or I'm buying a skin that I really, 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 really want, yeah. you know. Yeah. And half the time there's sales on like their their currency, you know, with yeah. with a skin, with a a skin, uh, a backpack, and a some kind of something else. Usually for like this more less money than it would take for me to actually buy the th- the the V bucks to do it. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's a way to do it. Yeah. When it, where it doesn't, it always feels like this is my decision I'm making. Yeah. It's all on me. Yeah. I can either do this or not. Yeah. They're not forcing me into this situation where right. I have to pay $700. Right. And I think like that's the thing like the Apex hasn't quite gotten right. Because again, with the whole, the fact that they have loot boxes, the fact that it's like, oh, you know, sure, they have you a shop. Earn, that, yeah, like, I guess in Fortnite, you just don't earn it in any other way. No, no that's the boxes. only way. It's it's either the battle pass or the or, you buy or, the, or the shop. Like you buy it outright. Um, and then I wonder if that's what makes it feel weird because it's like there's a randomness. Like yeah. I, oh, I could get this or right. I could not. Well, like and then there's the thing like with the like if that's the only way to earn it. If there's no direct path ever. Like I've always like I complain constantly with like Destiny that there was no direct path. Like it was all just yeah. random chance. Random whether ingrams. it was like oh I'm gonna do uh, like an ingram where it's like just there's no way to buy this like pay it's not a loot box but yeah. it's basically the same concept as a loot box there's like a random number generator that's telling me whether i get this item or not yeah. there's no direct path and it's like some aspect of that is fun but some aspect of it is like man this is terrible well, when like you play an encounter for 20 times and you yeah. never get what you want you get chatter white for the 
the yeah. 20th time. I remember the Gallerhorn. You know, you it's rage like, and smash your television. It's the Gallerhorn, like all from Destiny One, all over again. Yeah. But I've paid money for this, like each chance is the thing with Apex. Is like, uh, oh, yeah. well, you know, you know, the only way that you can guarantee you get an item is if you have every other item in the game. You know, because like you're never going to get a duplicate item in in Apex. And I mean, there are so many different items in that game because they do. Oh, the 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 tracker. I'm going to track how many miles you've run. I'm going to track how on every single yeah. character. I'm going to track how many bullets you've shot. So like, it's just like there's. So so many things, I know, and that, oh, well, then those kind of like to me felt cheap anyway because I'm 100%. like, you're tracking this stuff anyway. You're just not going to give me the way to display it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. stupid to show everyone else. You know, it's like, on. oh man. And then and, that way, I can't like, I can't standardize the things I'm showing right over over every character. It's just a, it's it's a strange system. And then you know, again, they they just missed the mark on this one where it's like, oh, let's just make this exorbitantly expensive if you wanted to get the skins like to guarantee that you got the legendary skins because obviously those have a lower chance within the loot boxes. So it's I kinda, just a, a weird one, man. I kind of wonder how much of that is. Uh, EA. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're the ones who have had <laughs> problems with loot boxes. No! <laughs> over the past few years. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, like, this is kind of, this isn't, this is kind of like the loot box, like, stuff that got them in trouble with. Yeah. Battlefront. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not like you're locking Han Solo behind a you know a loot no, box but you have or to like pay Darth a lot of Vader money to get or all the things that you want. Exactly. You know. And I mean, sure, it may not have like a Han Solo name, like a, yeah. a you know something that everyone wants, but like it definitely like. They're, they're cool looking. It's still you know? locked behind there. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is the 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 skin from this event for the your main character, like the character that yeah. you you love. So, yeah. You so know? basically, you're you're just saying the difference between that and Han Solo is the fact that. Not everyone wants this. Right. Everyone wanted Han Solo. Right. That's the only difference between the system. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and, and you know th this doesn't have like a gameplay necessarily mechanic behind it, but it's still it's just like man, this is, uh, it's it it's a weird one. And and again, like EA, I'm always skeptical of EA and their their little like loot boxes and their like ultimate team stuff. And like yeah. I don't know, it's just it, it they have they have a, a strange view of like what loot boxes are like what's okay like what's acceptable yeah. to, to expect someone to pay for like yeah. a loot box it's weird totally. chris i've also been playing fire emblem oh man it's still a fantastic game i'm not to the point of like reviewing it yet but dude this game is so twisty and so turny i think you would love this game all right um and uh, that's all i'll really say about it until i've gotten like you know down to the point where like i can maybe like review it but still so so excited about fire emblem like i it's it's one of the games like i constantly like game plan about where i'm like okay whenever i pick it up next i'm gonna do this mm -hmm. like this is this is the the moves i'm gonna take and yeah. then like whenever i finally oh i get to do it or whatever and then you know the next day i like think about it i'm like okay let me do it and so yeah it's, it's one of those that just has constantly like been, been in the back of my brain all throughout like just in general just life work whatever you know nice it's, it's a great game but chris we've got some news later but first, you have a pick of the week. Pick of the week. So, what's your pick of the week, Chris? I don't have a pick of the week, John. This week, but you have a pick of the week. This might be a first that only one of us has a pick. Actually, of the week. I'll I'll do a pick of the week. No, no, mine's big enough for both of us. Okay, you but hit me. Hit me then. Tonight at midnight. Taylor Swift's new album, Lover, comes out. Dude, I saw on YouTube she was having like a live stream with oh, like really? talking about the album a minute ago. That's so why I was like looking at it. A minute at, ago. Like, literally like right before we sat minutes down to record ago? this. Yeah, minutes ago. You're like, saying she's online right now talking she, about she it. She was live, yeah, on YouTube. She may not still be. That would be a long, oh, that might man. be a long thing. I mean. We're like 20 minutes into this podcast. It's not even close to midnight, you know, I, even on the East Coast. I don't know. 
But like I saw like in in you know how YouTube does like the captions, yeah. you know, and uh, the caption was something like, "So yes, obviously I'm releasing an album at midnight tonight." And she was on her couch Live talking event. to it. Yeah, five p.m. Eastern. There it is. So what's happening right now? It's, oh, it's a starting soon. Oh, okay. Uh, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. East. That's wait. That's that's what that's already happening. Yeah, it's Chris. a live event, August twenty second, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I wonder if it's like your rebroadcast. It might just be a rebroadcast. This might. I mean, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. I can click on it and I can fast forward. Yeah. Okay. So it's so like that's 40, why. Like, that's why it was like, like forty three minutes of, it. of like. I mean, they're just talking about outfits. I mean, this is probably me real like. I mean, the album isn't even out yet, so you Real, can't really say much about it. Like, yeah, like I you don't want to be like, so I wrote these songs about blah blah. But you know, it's like I don't, I don't know. You, you want to go too in depth into it? Talking about the talking about a music video. Oh, that's actually oh, cool. she's playing some songs from it. I mean, I'm down with that. So that'd be cool. I like. I, like I the bet idea. you it's the songs we've already heard. Maybe oh, I'll watch it. I'll I'll, I'll watch I it later. I feel like I feel like that's it's, a pretty cool thing. We like, talk about the artwork and talk about the music. I, I'm it down looks to like hear it's that. only about half an hour long total. Like because it has. I mean, it says 45 minutes, but it has like a. You know, pre-roll. Pre-roll and post-roll. Yeah. Thank you for watching. I wonder if they were going to play the album during the pre-roll. Ooh. I mean, I didn't hear anything. I mean, uh, it might not be. There's literally no sound. That's kind of boring. Yeah, I know. Like, she couldn't, she couldn't have wanna, just, like, you want to hype you know, people up, man. Yeah, like, she couldn't have just, like, played the single on, on repeat, you know? You got you to gotta get, the, get the people going. Well, I guess also, she like, you wouldn't want to necessarily allow people to, like, have a streamable, like, oh, here's the single for, for free with no, like, video or, like, I don't know. Maybe you would. I mean, I don't know if I would play the album, but you could just you could play something. Play something. I think you should just like have have someone like, just whisper things randomly or just, like, in the live stream waiting room. One minute. <laughs> yeah. Just countdown. To go. One minute. To and then go. have have like the E three thing at the end where it like counts down. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I like E3. exclusive. Oh, dude. Just, I want that guy, that, like yeah, whoever says that, I want the, him to like, like step into rooms before I do and like say like, you know, exclusive or like, you know, whatever. And you yeah. walk in and you're like, this oh, is a John Wright exclusive. That's right. that's right. I just want him to be like, oh, this is, you know, this is, this is important. Yeah. Just let everyone know. Yeah. Just, that's all he would do. We should hire him to do our intro. <laughs> I mean, that'd be amazing. Yeah. It'd be great. Gonna, Stay on Target can, exclusive. That'd be we can great. Re- replace uh, Fulton's intro that he hates. I don't know why he doesn't like it. It's it. He says uh, that the energy level sounds like it's higher than ours. I, it, it definitely is not. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I think he thinks it sounds goofy and doesn't w- represent him well. So we should probably change. We it should at probably some point. change it. hundred percent. We should change it. So full, <laughs> next time Fultron's on, we'll change it. Yeah. But uh, but I I personally like it. It's gonna be like, like we're gonna change it. It's gonna be like hi, my name's John and my name's Chris and I'm Josh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's 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 uh you know that's that's the thing is I I want a. The same energy level, but like if he, if he doesn't like it, like we're we're, uh, he, we're yeah, he, we'll just replace it. Yeah, we'll replace it. It's not that big a deal, you he know. Can, he to can me. hold us to that. I'm fine with that. Um, Chris, what that that's an amazing. That's, that's literally you. it. You should listen to it. I don't know what's gonna be. I mean, I like the song. <laughs> You're like this is Chris Wright approved, even though I haven't even heard it. I, mean, I like the songs <laughs> I've heard so far, especially. Um, uh, give me two seconds. I'll tell you the song I like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of the song? Because that'd be uh, pretty impressive. The Archer. I think that's the one that I really like. Give or, me two seconds, and I'll tell you the name of the song. Give me that two seconds. Like. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good lyric. That's. I feel like that's a that's a good um, subtitle to the book my, to my 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 biography. <laughs> it, give me two seconds, then I'll tell you the name of the song that I like. <laughs> I <love laughs> a Chris it. Wright story. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so okay, eighteen songs. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's called the Archer. That's cool. the one that like it's super like '80s sounding. And, nice. I, mean, I kind of. I mean, I'm impressed that you were able to pull that one out. Like that's not like you know that's not a normal necessarily like it's not like probably yeah like it's not like top of the mind like oh the song's called the Archer but maybe that's why you remembered it because it's unique probably. enough to where you're like I remember the name of that I remember the name yeah that's yeah that's I unique you. I get you very cool finger guns finger guns <laughs> all right Chris it's time for the The news, Chris. After a a short ice cream break, um, we are back to deliver the news. We don't need ice cream every time. Not every time, but but this time. This time. Ice cream was required. Yeah. Um, First news, Chris. Get the short one out of the way. We've got... uh, Over the weekend, there was at Gamescom, there was a Nintendo... They're not calling them Nindies anymore. They're not calling them Indie Directs anymore. It was like the Nintendo... Indie World Showcase or something like that. Like it was some, I, I, some nonsensical name. Yes, but like what it is is it's trying to bring it in line with their marketing in other regions. I think is what it was. Um, the the person who's over the Nindie label or whatever recently uh, moved on from Nintendo, and they, like, there's a new person in there now. So I think that person's like, oh, well, let's just like name it the same thing that it's named in Japan, where it's just called like the uh, Indie World is what they're like direct is the Indie World director or whatever. So I think that's what it was. Anyway, the big news out of it, there's a bunch of new indie games uh, that they announced for the Nintendo Switch. Some super cool ones that I uh, I really really am excited about. Um, but the big one that was like, oh man, this is like mind blowing, and our audience is gonna love it. Blah blah blah. It was Ori and the Blind Forest coming to Nintendo Switch later this month. That's awesome. Um, this was something I had predicted for E3. Yeah, it was rumored back in February. Right. Like and the, someone like found it in like some kind of like UK listing. Yeah. And like I, you know, it made sense because like, oh, Cuphead had just like come out for the Nintendo Switch. And so it's like, oh, Ori would be the next, you know, logical step there to, oh, if you're going to put they announce some of that. Uh, the next one for a Nintendo Switch already? No, not yet. And in fact, okay. it looks like really nice. Uh, and so I uh, wonder like if they would do it later. Like, oh, let's like bring it out on the Xbox platforms and then, you know, maybe a year later or something yeah, yeah. then put it on Nintendo Switch as like, you know, almost a, uh, some sort of a, a down port. Like, oh, let's, you know, remove some of the extra visuals or whatever because it looks to my eye it looks a lot like way like even more pretty than the original ori like the original ori is like gorgeous and is amazing but um the the what it looked like to me will the wisps will Wisps looks like there's a lot more uh particle effects and you know just lighting and stuff going on in there so um anyway but i'm very excited about that too i'm gonna buy it again super good i mean it's it's a great platform as well so if you haven't played ori in the blind forest um and you have a switch and you have a switch that game is fantastic and if you have an xbox play it yeah if you have an xbox like why haven't you played it pc is it on pc oh i mean i can't imagine why they wouldn't put it on pc yeah I mean, if it's coming to Nintendo Switch, it better be on PC already. Um, Chris, then the other news that we have is <clears throat> probably bigger news, and but like I'm not sure. Like I, it's kind of one of those that I'm not sure how to feel about. It. Insomniac Games has been purchased by Nintendo, so they are now a first par- not, or not Nintendo, not Nintendo. Sorry, by Sony. Yep, I'm losing my mind. That's I'm still <laughs> on the last news story, Chris. Um, but it, Sony has purchased uh, Insomniac Games. Yep. So uh, this. developers of uh, Spider-Man PS4 and some, or yeah. not, 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 uh, Sunset Overdrive, yeah. um, 
more recently some Oculus games. That's right, Ratchet um, and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Um, this article is from Jason Schreier over what? at Kotaku. It says, Sony buys Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games. Sony has purchased the California-based game studio Insomniac Games, best known for last year's Spider-Man on PS4. Insomniac became an exclusive PlayStation developer, Sony says. So, exclusive PlayStation developer. That's the part yep. that I, I'm, I'm semi-bummed about because Sunset Overdrive, Xbox game, like Xbox exclusive game, yep. fantastic game. Um and uh, going on with the article here, I'll just because uh, we'll get we'll roll back around to that one. Um, founded in 1994, Insomniac remained independent for 25 years, working largely with Sony on series like Ratchet and Clank and Resistance, but also on other big game companies like Microsoft, which published the colorful open world game Sunset Overdrive. In parentheses, he writes, unlikely to get a sequel anytime soon. Insomniac has also worked on several VR games with Oculus, including the upcoming Stormlands, currently announced as an Oculus Rift exclusive. Notably, Insomniac's previous VR games have not been released on the PlayStation VR. Spider-Man, a PS4 exclusive, was the studio's most successful game, selling 13.2 million copies, according to Sony, uh, to a Sony press release today. Given the fact that this news at the end of the first game uh it's safe to say that a sequel will be in the works for playstation 5 um this is an interesting one they also did some stuff more recently um not only with like the oculus exclusive but they did some stuff with like the GameStop's uh game publishing label that they tried for uh for a little bit there they had a game that came out on that um like an indie smaller experience and so anyway so this is uh this is some interesting news chris yeah that's crazy i mean um and just on on the at the hot top level, it makes a lot of sense for Sony. Yeah, because they've always been primarily a Sony developer. Like the majority of their games, especially their bigger games, have come out on Sony platforms. Right. And so, um, with Sony, like you know, they I, I wouldn't say that they have recently been buying up a lot of studios. Like I think they made a big push. Uh, a few years ago, toward the beginning of the the PlayStation 4's life cycle, but I mean, just to kind of keep up with, I think where everyone perceives Microsoft is at, it makes sense that they are. And we had we had honestly, I don't know if we had talked about it on the air, but there were rumors earlier this year that Sony was looking to buy studios, yep, um, and purchase some um, to bolster their their in house uh, lineup, and so this kind of makes sense for them, especially for. Spider-Man PS4. I mean, I think that's that's the uh, it was it was the fastest selling um, PlayStation exclusive ever. I think it's the the best selling um, PlayStation Four exclusive. Um, I'm trying to remember. This was like an article a few months ago, whenever it came out. Yeah, like the, I mean, it, it was just like it just blew everything else out of the water. Right. Um, and so it totally makes sense. Uh, for them to do that um, and button them up and be like, hey, yo, stop making all these other games mm-hmm. for competing platforms. We want you to make... I mean, because, I mean, honestly, like, if, if I'm looking at Insomniac, I'm like, you're saying that not only have they made our best exclusive, our highest-selling uh, exclusive... They also make VR games. We have a VR platform. Yep. They also like... They make VR games that are exclusive to our competitors' platform. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they also like... They can make these smaller games, uh, more like indie downloadable games. So they're versatile. Like they can do big open world games and versatile games. Like this is the whole package. Why, you know, yeah. would you not? 
And honestly, the only thing that's kind of like kept that out of the discussion it has been uh, Insomniac's uh, resistance to it. Um, even uh, he did, they did a uh, an interview, I think it was IGN's unfiltered interview, uh, about whenever Spider-Man PS4 came out. And um, the head of Insomniac, uh, he, uh, I think Ryan McCaffrey asked him, you know, are you guys, you know, going to remain independent? Are you going to, um, you know, uh, would you want to be bought? And he had said, yeah, we love being independent. We love being able to, to run our own ship. We love being able to do that. Um, I was talking to Fultron earlier this week about it whenever this news broke. And I was like, man, like, it's just kind of surprising because of that. And he made a good point. He was like, you know, if I was an indie developer and I was looking to get bought, and I was wanting for someone to pay a lot of money to buy me, I would be talking a lot about a lot publicly about how I didn't want to be bought. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was going to take a lot to, uh, to make me uh, become an exclusive developer. It's also the idea that, like, the price for Insomniac games has never been higher. Like totally. you think about like yeah. the success that like they would have had to pay to buy Insomniac games now versus a, a year, year ago, ago before yeah. like right before right. Spider-Man PS5 you know PS4 came out like, maybe, it's like uh, a, maybe more than a year from now, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Like who knows what happens in the future, but like literally right now like Sony will be willing to pay the most because they also like look over at the competition of Xbox yeah. and, and uh, even like you look at like Google or whatever, like Google's spinning up all of their like developers and it's like Xbox is buying up every single independent developer that exists out there down to like double fine or whatever. Yeah. And then they look over and they're like like our our highest selling games is at an independent developer that potentially could be bought. Yeah, that's true. We're dropping all the money, you know, yeah. like literally just like just just drop the money. Spend all the money there. Yeah. Because by like either three other developers or by this developer. Right, cuz it's like I guarantee like even like as as <sighs> robust as the purchases that Xbox has made uh with like, you know, the uh Ninja Theory with like Hell- Hellblade and and the uh what is it, the Outer Worlds developer? I can't remember uh, the name. Yeah, um, what is their name? Oh my goodness! Can't remember that. Even like three of those. Like you take any three of the acquisitions that Microsoft has made over yeah. the last couple of years. I this one's worth more. You yeah. know, it's like the the sales on a Spider-Man PS4 are worth more than like those investments that they've made currently. You know, it's right. like oh man, whatever the next Spider-Man game, this really well received super high selling PS4 Spider-Man game. Yeah. It's like whatever the sequel to that is going to be is going to sell ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Because even more people are you know when we get into the the main topic makes, of this week we like, can talk about like what that, that means for potential games it kind of but makes you wonder like so I know it's exclusive. Yeah. Who actually own does Sony own the license to Spider-Man? Did they pay for that or did Insomniac pay for that? Like could Insomniac in theory have made a uh, multi-platform Spider-Man Two. It was definitely no. They couldn't have. It was a Sony, Sony, uh, okay. Sony license because well, Sony like approached. The reason uh, I asked that is because some, approached them about it. Something like Titanfall, that yeah. w- that was you know, that was owned. Uh, that was an exclusive at first, an Xbox exclusive, yeah. but that wasn't owned by Microsoft. That license, yeah. it wasn't even a license. It was just it's a, an original IP. Right. It was with Respawn, but this is yeah. different. Well, it's the same thing. Like like Microsoft like tends to like to recent in recent huh? years. Like if they do a third party um, exclusive, they usually have let oh, the yeah. the developer keep the IP. You right. know, I was thinking of Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive yeah. Um, and in this case, like now Sony owns the IP of Sunset Overdrive, yeah. which is frustrating yeah. for a lot of like Xbox 
folks. And for me, you know, but yeah. because like I won't be able to play that on the platform that I played the first one on if they come out with a sequel, if they decide not to come out with a sequel. Because like inevitably, if they come out with a sequel, if Sony goes, hey, yeah, we're going to come out with a sequel, guess what? The interest in the original is going to be bolstered, right? And then Sony's going to see none of like the the like overlap of like, oh, I never played the first one. Let me buy the first one and play through yeah. it or like any of that interest, I right? Mean, unless they just say, hey, uh, Microsoft, you want to publish this over here on our platform? And right. Then- Honestly, I like Microsoft already publishes things like Minecraft over there. It's true. Why wouldn't they do that? It'd be more it's money true. for Microsoft. You're right. You're it, not it, wrong. It, it, it would be. It would help both both parties. You're not wrong. And it also like that's that's to say like maybe there was a timed uh, publishing like oh we have the publishing rights for like the first decade or something you know like whatever. Yeah, I don't so, think that's true. Um, I would think that they would have published it elsewhere if. Uh, well, like I th- I think I remember when it came out that like. Basically, Microsoft was the reason that that happened. Yeah, like there was it would not have happened if it hadn't been for yeah. Microsoft saying, yeah. "Hey, we'll pay you to make this." Um, yeah, I, like the other thing with Sunset Overdrive. Before I move on, is like it's also weird. Like I, I don't think they could do a sequel. Like it'd have to be a reboot yeah. or like a just an, an, a Sunset Overdrive branded game. Yeah, it couldn't be Sunset Overdrive two because. Uh, that's jumping jumping platforms for a sequel. Like you can go broad, yeah, or you can go. You can either go from like say you're you know like a, a Titanfall. You had Titanfall one on one platform, Titanfall two is multi platform. Yep. Or you could go from something that's multi platform like uh, Tomb Raider, and then have a sequel that is exclusive for mm. a time, or just exclusive like they did on Xbox. Yeah. For uh, Rise of the no not Rise Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mm, it was Rise. You were right the first time. Shadow was the last one. Oh yeah, Rise. Sorry, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, you, I don't see, I haven't seen any example of a yeah. game starting on one platform and having a sequel on another platform. <laughs> Literally like, oh, this is, this is the exclusive yeah. one for Xbox. This is the exclusive <laughs> sequel for Sony. You know, exactly. it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so like, again, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I mean, honestly, I kind of hope that Xbox just brings it over there because yeah. that's, you know, like it's a fantastic game and more it people is. playing it. It's not bad. Yeah. Plus I think it would be more likely at that point for us to get a sequel. Yeah. Sunset Sunset Overdrive was fantastic. I honestly like I think I like it more than I liked Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. Um, Spider-Man is I think more impressive. Yeah. In terms of like the the motion, the the traversal, um even the motion capture, you know, like Sunset Overdrive was just like cartoony and Yeah. I mean like and that's part and of the like part of the reason why like I could see that appealing to someone more is like the aesthetic is like totally. it's just it's just outrageous and cartoony and like so yeah, it's stylish. It has it, a lot of style. I, mean, I spent you know? so much time with Sunset Overdrive. I love that game. Yeah, yeah. I finished it. I don't. I, I bought the DLC, but I never played the DLC um, for Sunset Overdrive. Um, but I heard you. You mentioned it was. Oh, you always told me it was amazing. Oh yeah, so. the, the the DLC was a lot of fun yeah. too. The um, yeah, like I, I I and I think Sony will, but I just hope that they uh, treat them right. Where it's like yeah, uh, they're not bringing them on to you know like I don't know. Honestly, like what's to me the worst thing, and I'm I'm not a, I'm not I don't want to like you know talk ill of like Ratchet and Clank, but what if they're bringing them on or you know immediately reboot them Ratchet? Let's oh, no, make another Spider Man, yeah, or make another uh, make another uh, Sunset Overdrive, or do something that's like I mean, they did the Resistance too, right? I mean, yeah, but like even Resistance, like 
that's an old property i would be bummed if they like made them do that like or had them do that like then again at the same time it's like if the studio has been itching to do one of these like playstation exclusive franchises they're like oh man we've got like so many great ideas for ratchet and clank but we have never struck up the deal with sony totally like now it's like okay fine do that that's possible like well and it's interesting you know i've been reading the the blood sweat and pixels by jason schreier i have one chapter left john nice it'll be so i have a bad habit I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm just starting books and never finishing them. I'll get like halfway through. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll get excited about a different book and I'll move on. Um, but I'm about to finish this one, John. Nice. I dig it. The first book I've finished in a long time. That's awesome. I've started a lot of them, John. I like it. I mean, so like in the process of like reading through this book, you'll have to like think in your head, like how many have you started? Oh, during, while I... Like how many branching paths have we started on this one and like I mean, I'll before tell you right this now, one finishes? In the past month, I've already started three other books. Chris, this is, this is a problem. This is and I know. It's, I love it's, it. It's wild. Um... But then I'm, again, going, I'm finishing this one. Why? Why? Like, why not? Why not start like 14 True. other books? I know. You know, it's like in, get a taste in, for them. Yeah, you know? Um, if I was an author, I feel like I'd put like the best material in the very beginning. I mean, you and get, then the rest is just fluff. You should get real I'm good. Like, no at, one's going to read like, this. Like, in order to like grab Chris, you got to yeah. get real good at the first like yeah, four chapters. 100%. You know? <laughs> that's what keeps me laying like The Martian. Yeah. That's what grabbed me. Yeah. I was like, man, I can't put this down. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. It didn't take like a hundred pages to get into it. It was right. like into it. Same thing with Hunger Games. Yeah, grabbed me right, right away. The Road. It's another one. Oh my gosh, The Road. John. I remember whenever I first read The Road. The Road. Like, which, like, I don't know. Like, oh yeah. man, like it's one of those books. Like, it's like I will never read that book again. I. It's, <sighs> it's a fantastic book, but I will never. Like, I will never read it again because it's, it's such a harrowing so experience. Crazy. It's. It's a. It is. As like as soon as it got real intense, which is within the first chapter, right? Yeah. Well, there's uh, no chapters. Well, yeah. That's but, the thing about the road. Right. But there's like little breaks. Like there's like, yeah, there's like, there's like, oh, well, like, there's, you know, three little dots. Yeah. Like just like a little break. But like, that's what I mean. It's like before, like you, I got to like where it would be like, oh, this is substantial time. Like you can, you know, you can, you can put it down here. Yeah. I realized that like there was no sleeping until I read that book. Oh yeah. yeah. Like until I, I was just like, I was like, oh, oh dang it. I'm, now I'm here. Yeah. Like now I'm here for, for however long this takes. I think I read it all night long and like because it was so uh, intense like, Man, and hard. I need a good, maybe our listeners can, uh, can uh, tweet at me, but I need a, another, I need a good fiction book that's just going to grab me like that. I've started again. I've started a lot. I don't finish them because yeah. they haven't grabbed me. In a while, man, I need something good. Have I did. You I did. Heard, oh man, I should. Like, no. In the Hunger Games thing, yeah. there's going to be a uh, Hunger Games spinoff book that Suzanne Collins is gonna, really is writing, like within that universe. But it's going to be like a prequel, or it's going to be like, mm. oh, this is like about the first Hunger Games, or like the very like. I mean, how, honestly, she could tell more of Katniss's story. This, this is the thing. Like, I also really like. She had uh, some young adult, like, or I guess it was like almost middle school age, like books that were before that of uh, Gregor the. Yeah, I. I oh, uh, uh, maybe my entire like. Yeah, eight, I've been eight reading book through those. Collection, yeah, and they're they're really good too. And yeah. It's like, oh, she's a good author. She's a great author. Um, she hasn't put out anything since since the Hunger Games. We'll so. talk about this next episode. I'm excited for what. But I next. read through uh, Scott Snyder's Witches. Oh my gosh, dude! 
okay i need i need to talk to you about it because i never yeah. finished it what it, it Why? was it's so scary it like it too freaked much? me out man what, what point did you stop I, like so i stopped waiting for the trade paper like the, the trade and then just never got back into the trade like because i stopped like i was picking you, up the individual, you, you issues, the individual issues and like i would be like i would read an individual issue and be like super like on edge for the entire rest of the day like not <laughs> be able to rest like not be able to like and so like it just became too much to do it as so, like as a monthly let pull. me tell you what made me do it i don't know i mean i'll tell you this is the so we uh, i was just i was just on this trip and we started we went to uh started in virginia and then drove up to dc flew oh, to new yeah. york so like on the ride in at like 10 o'clock at night from yeah. virginia to dc no it wasn't even from from it was from uh it was two towns in virginia yeah. like and then on the ride to dc i like read this thing yeah and I'm like, because I was like, I, I'm kind of just like out in the East Coast, you yeah. know, just kind of like weird woods mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Just gonna read this book, yeah. or this uh, this um, tr- graphic novel, and uh, yeah, it was real freaky. It's very like it's it yeah it's yeah. Phew, the the funny thing like I love about <laughs> I yeah I'm just like I'm over here like oh gosh just getting the sh- shivers over here. The uh, the thing I love about like Scott is that he doesn't write things. Like whenever he writes things that are scary, he writes things that scare him. Yeah. Like where he's like, he, well, yeah, he, that's the best he way talked to do about it. like with witches where he was like, he's like, I, I literally like went up to like my family's old cabin, like for a while. And it's like, and I wanted to write this because like, I had the idea for years. Cause I'd spent time up there and would just be out in the woods. And then you just get so freaked out all of a sudden. And you're like sprinting back for the cabin or like what? And it's like, and he's like, I wanted to embrace that feeling. So like he went and stayed in a cabin, yes. like by himself for like a few days and like broke the story. Essentially. It's like, Oh my goodness. This, this is, this is, Ah, insane. Anyway, it's great. Yeah, um, he uh, he's supposed to be coming out with a uh, volume two, but like apparently that was announced like I don't know two years ago, yeah. and it hasn't uh, nothing's come of it. DC has him like super tied up, and then like they did away, like they combined like a lot of their Vertigo um, label, like the uh, that imprint um, yeah. over to like the main DC line. So I'm not sure if it's I ever going out. I have no idea. It's probably the same place Cowboy Two is. Yeah, Cowboy Two, which was listed and had like a release date and everything on 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 all the retailers, and then it just never came out. Oh. Um, I I talked to Chris Eliopoulos, the artist on that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, that's that's it was done, and <laughs> then it's not anymore. Like it was just they didn't publish it. Like it's, so it, it exists somewhere, um, but it's just not being put out. It's so. ridiculous. Cowboy, the original Cowboy from uh, Arcadia Publishing. Everybody should check it out. It's so yep, good. it's so good. Um. Chris, so Sony Insomniac. Yeah. Weird. Um, but that's the news. That's the news. And now it gets even stranger, Chris. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, the, it pains me just to think about it, Chris. Yeah. Because now, at this point, Spider Man, as far as we know, has left the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, so uh, a few days ago, a story came out. That um, and it was it was basically this is why I think it was happening. I think it was Marvel trying to force Sony's hand um, by leaking some news that uh, Sony had left the bargaining table um, in renegotiating the contract for Spider-Man. Yeah, and at the time, um, it was said that. Um, it was a financial decision that Sony didn't want to uh, give Marvel a larger cut. They get like I think five percent of the initial the first uh, weekend, first weekend, and creative control. That's what they have. They also get the merchandising. 
Well, they've already always had merchandising. Yeah, because they get the you know, but they the merchandising Sony's, about the film. Like Sony's the never film. had merchandising for the films. That's true because it's it, Spider Man. But yeah. Yes, but yeah. Sure. I mean, yes. Uh, I don't know. I feel like... Well, specifically for that film, like... You can't negotiate uh, with things you don't have. But like Disney wasn't going to be like, oh, let me do merchandising for Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, like totally. they, they weren't going to do that, right. you know? So it's... Yeah. But like, so, but with Far From Home and with uh, with Homecoming, like they're like, oh, let's put out all the action figures, all the like t-shirts and, you know, so because it's... Anyway, so like because they get 100% of those profits. So totally. it's like in that side of things, it's like they make... You think about oh well five percent of the first weekend sales like it, they, so Disney isn't making very much money but with the merchandising and with well, all of the additional things that they make off of it they make a to, lot of money yeah sure you just have to th- but none of the, I mean I, yes as a globally they do yes uh, I think that um, when it comes to a company like that like you would want your uh, film division to make more money off of something that they're putting a lot of time and energy into yeah. Um, I also don't know how they split marketing. Who was paying for the marketing budget? That's a good question. Also, I would, I would assume that if it, 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 they're talking about this, and then initially they talked about it as if it was a fifty-fifty financing and like returns, like so. I would assume if. that as opposed to a five percent and a and a ninety-five percent. So like Sony probably paid for the majority of the marketing uh, on the previous films. The what I mean, they didn't have like that's why. Far From Home, their trailer came out before, I think, Infinity War yeah. uh, Part 2 release because right. um, Marvel wanted them to wait so they wouldn't spoil anything. Yeah. And they just went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah. I forgot about that. We yeah. talked about that. Man. Um, the other thing is, like, it makes me wonder, like, did Sony receive compensation for Spider-Man being in things like Infinity War? No. At all. At all. Like that was apparently like that. That was like as far as deadline. The yeah. report from deadline was like that. The agreement was five percent of the initial weekend. Any films that he is in over in the Avengers, like on the MCU side, that they distribute and put out, Sony yeah. doesn't make any of those profits. Which, but which, to be fair, yeah, like all that does is help lift your your movies. Agreed. Like it basically makes you hyped up for the next solo Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't know how many people probably went to see Civil War just because Spider-Man was in it. There's probably a decent number of them. Um, I don't know. Who but knows? like that movie was huge, and so it's like it was gonna be huge regardless. Yeah. Because you have Black the, Panther, you have everyone, like yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. Anyway, it's the culmination Ant-Man, of everything. Of he wasn't in any movie that wasn't a culmination of like 12, 13, 14, 15 other right. MCU so you can't movies. necessarily point to him as the sole exactly. driver of that film. And so it's hard to like look at this and be like, okay, well, what does each person get from it? Like, obviously, like Sony is looking at this, going, we got a billion dollars from this. Like, they the uh, the returns on um, this last one, Far From Home, um, was like one point. Let me look and see if I have the actual yeah, look, number. Look, can you look up Far From Home and then look up the latest, the last Spider Man that they did before? Marvel because this oh, is the man. thing. Yeah. Sure, the last Far From Home made a billion dollars. I would argue that the yeah, reason 1. it made one point one oh nine billion dollars. The reason it made a billion and it is Sony's highest grossing film ever. Exactly. The reason it did that though was because it was tied into the MCU MCU in such an integral way. And story wise, Spider Man has become the uh, spoilers for Far From Home and Infinity War and all kinds of stuff um, has become the successor to Tony Stark. He is the new Tony Stark. Okay. 
So you asked about the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man's box office. That's the first one of Andrew Garfield. Yes, was uh, seven. $757 million. Okay, what was the second one? What was that uh, one called? Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Let me find out. $709 million. Which that's on par with what they said. Um, uh, what's the one with um, Tom Hardy? Uh, oh, uh, Venom. Yeah, that's what Venom, Venom made like $800 million. Let me see if I can find okay. Venom. Venom made $856 million. So you're saying that... So, so at this point, we're saying that basically... The relationship with Marvel mm-hmm. netted you an extra three to four hundred million dollars. So if you did a fifty-fifty split on the movie, so like what would they be giving up if they just said yes to a fifty-fifty split with Marvel? Like if Sony was like, if they that's the deal they were presented, where apparently like deadline again, the 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 rumor was that like Sony wanted to keep the deal the same. So they wanted it to be like a five percent split of the first weekends and you know that's it. And Disney was like, Well, actually, we want it to be fifty-fifty split. Yeah. And Sony was like, no. But so what are they turning down? Like it's that 45% of a billion dollars. So $450 million. Which is is honestly what they're turning. Which is honestly like almost the difference in what we're saying it made like versus. Yeah. 1.1 billion. So that would be. So at that um, point it's it's still not, you still don't like it's. Yeah. You're still, you're. I don't know. Like you're just—it's a hard call. It's, it's you're 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 even, Stephen, with where you would be if you did it on your own. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't tie into and like. This is the thing, man. I feel like at this point, yeah. If if this doesn't get resolved, and another Spider-Man movie comes out, and it's not in the MCU, I'm not going <sighs> to see that movie. Apparently, they have two more movies that are planned with. Uh, Tom Holland. I don't know where that leaves those because uh, Kevin Feige would have been a producer and uh, kind of the creative push behind some of those. Yeah. Um, and so if you like Kevin Feige's not in the deal, where does the current state of the script and yeah. the ideas or whatever, whatever state that those two planned quote unquote movies are like, where does that lay? Because well, they have, they have Tom Holland for one more right. via contract. Sony does a solo film and they have the director like he's signed on for like the next one. So let's let's talk about that for a second because so after that uh, news was what I think leaked probably to force yeah. Sony, Sony came out with this rebuttal on Twitter and basically said, hey, uh, talks are still ongoing, but what we were asking for was um, uh, and where it broke down was Kevin Feige, we want him to remain in creative control of this franchise because we love working with him. He's great. And, uh, and Disney said, no, I think that we're, we're basically getting, we're probably, I think we're seeing two sides of the same conversation Yeah, where this is what I think happened. Disney's like, Hey guys, we want a larger cut. You're like, you're profiting off of the, uh, the quality of the rest of the Marvel brand, the rest of Marvel movies. And you've got our top guy, uh, producing and um, uh, in creative control over this franchise, if he's going to be invested in this, we have to have more money. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no. So then Sony, uh, so then Marvel's like, well, then you can't have our top guy. Like, sorry, 
he can't be be the be the the producer, be the, the guy be the anymore. Creative guy, on yeah. That yeah. And so then Sony's like, "Well, we're walking." Like, so I, that's what yeah. I think happened. It's also fascinating. Like during this entire negotiation, like only a couple weeks ago, we talked what? about yeah. the uh, the um, slate that they laid out. There was at, no Spider Man. Yeah, there's in it, Phase Four. I think we mentioned that there was no like. It's strange. Yeah. Oh, and we assume there's going to be a Spider Man in weird. there in Phase Four. And but like. Y- I also feel like that that also like not including that it's not necessarily their deal to like announce that because right. it's a Sony movie and so why would Disney announce that at their panel? Because they announced it in Phase Three, exactly. But it's like okay, well maybe Sony will announce that, but then they you know they didn't, and so it's just it's like the head scratcher. We're like okay, well obviously something was breaking down at that point, yeah. Because otherwise, it, like Spider Man, the next one, yeah. Spider Man Three, would have been in that Phase Four well, discussion I, at Comic Con. I even wonder if it did, if that's why there's no Avengers film in Phase Four because how do you have Avengers film at this point and explain why Spider Man's not there? That's true. That's true. Because honestly, he is now one of the only remaining like or, like not even, he's not even original, but he's more like the second wave of Avengers, you know? Um, and that's the bummer part is like, if this, if this goes out, if we go down this road, yeah, they had set him up again to be a successor to Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, his movies were integrally, integrally, uh, related to that universe, Mm -hmm. Iron Man universe Mm -hmm. specifically with happy and his, and, uh, and Tony Stark being in them, I, I, like I just don't see how you a on this on the Sony side divorce yourself from that because they can't use that anymore. They can't reference Tony Stark. They can't reference any of it anymore. Yeah. If if we move forward, mm-hmm. and then b how you now on the Marvel side, if you, unless you just like don't deal with the Avengers anymore, like how you e- explain away the fact that Spider Man is not there. Yeah. These they just are all, kill them. These are all incredible questions, Chris, and incredible like reasons for people to like hold up their side and be like, "Listen, they can't not make a deal on this." Totally. You know, it's like looking at like looking across the table at literally either side, saying to the other one, "Like, there's no way they'll back out of this deal." And guess what? That's exactly That's where we're happened. at right now. You know, and all the fans are like, "Come on, somebody, somebody, give." Well, and I, it's like I, I realize, like you know, like to me. It is a lot to ask for to go from a five percent of the first week into fifty percent of all of the things. Like sure, it's so a, meet in the middle that's a big somewhere. jump. Yeah, but it's like then to literally turn that down and like not have like a turnaround and be like, hey, let's maybe do you know something a little bit more like 25, 25 75 of all of it. You know, it's like why why not why not turn around and I say know. it? So it's um it's a weird one, man. It's, this is a, this is one that I really hope works itself out literally by the next podcast. Like I'm like, man, hopefully this works itself out, but it seems like because comic con was a while ago, seems like where we've been in this negotiating process for a while. Yeah. And, uh, well, the person I like the I thing, the person I really feel for in this, um, is Tom Holland. And like, yeah. I, like if I was in literally Tom, all of the actors of those movies, well, well, I mean, if I was in Tom's shoes, like I, this is me. I would be tempted to be like, guys, unless you figure this out, I'm out. Like, I'm not, I'm not Spider Man. He's on a, he's on the contract for one I know, more movie. But, but like, I, I would just be like, hey, I'm gonna pay you and break my contract, whatever I need yeah. to do. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. 
Like, yeah. I'm not going to play this game. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like being, you know, being essentially the, the hostage. Cause they this, brought him in situation. for that role specifically to merge with the Marvel universe. Right. Yeah. And they did the much younger, uh, Spider-Man so they could do it for a long time. Yeah. You know? So it's like, Oh, he'll, he'll be around for a while. And we've um, seen what happens whenever man. Sony tries to make a Spider-Man movie on their own. Or even a Venom movie. A Venom movie on their own. You know? it's it, uh, The thing is, like, while there are great things about the Sony Spider-Man movies, like, there are things that I enjoy about them and sure. things that I like about them, it's just, like, it's a bummer to me as a Spider-Man fan, where it's like, I just, I love that character. Yeah. To not, and part of what I love about that character is to see them interact with other characters. Totally. Like, to see, like, Spider-Man, spider-man yeah quipping and talking and like interacting with literally these the like the the heavy hitters of like the hulk and yeah. you know thor and iron man like captain america and it's like all of these things are what makes me like watching him on film like uh, otherwise it's like i don't know man it's just it it just bums me out i guess is where yeah. i'm coming from as as a fan of the that franchise specifically within the marvel cinematic universe yeah like it just bums me out that like we're now in this position of like oh well, the Spider-Man you know is not going to be the same Spider-Man because we can't like we won't have any of the other characters. It won't be in the same universe at all. And uh, and then also like you said, like the Avengers movies, which are like are are fun and awesome to watch. It's like well, they're not going to have Spider-Man in them now. So it's yeah. like okay. Well, that's that's the thing is like hmm. like Sony has so the Sony movies. The Sony Spider-Man movies, I think, like the ones that have been good, have been the origin stories. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man one, that, Spider-Man two. After that point, they kind of lose their way, and we're past. Like this Spider-Man didn't even really have an origin mm-hmm. story. Yeah. So we're past that point. Yeah. So what we're into is the terrible versions and executions. You also look at like what like Sony's um, other slates of movies. Like I think about like this being the movie that made them the most money. Like that's not insignificant in this process because it's like okay. And what other franchises well, like, is Sony? They, like oh. they're looking at it, they're going well even if we make you know eighty percent of what we made on Far From Home. Yeah. You know it's still like going to be one of our highest grossing movies. You well, know, because it's, of Marvel. Be, well yeah, but like it's still like the third one will still be like a massive movie money wise. But at the same time, like if you continue on this path, like not just the next movie, but what about? Three movies from now, like right. three Spider-Man movies from now. Where are now. you at? Like, what what are we talking about money wise at that point? Are we talking like, are if we're doing into the Spider Verse in the MCU? Like, are we talking like this will be a Avengers Endgame style? Like, you know, are we talking like ridiculous numbers? You know, so like that's I don't know. It's I feel like from their perspective, like looking at all this money on the table, not only now but for the future. Yeah, it's like man, come How on. How much did the Spider Verse make? Uh, that the animated film. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm talking about like an into the Spider Verse totally, like live action. Yeah, I'm, I get that, but I'm saying like, I also I just want to know like, you know, if if, yeah. if they're looking at well, we have the Spider Verse and it made this amount of money, and last time we did this on our own, it made this much. Like, I don't know. Like, I f- it made three hundred seventy-five point five million. So I mean, it's so insignificant over over like whenever you're comparing to the other Mar- or MCU movies, but like definitely or enough an animated movie is yeah definitely good. enough uh, to to cover their budget and then some of ninety million yeah so um, which Into the Spider Verse still like that one is approaching like one of my top movies totally. of all time in and, my and mind. so I, I watched I, it so and many I get times. that like to me I'm I'm gonna like I think that's my 
probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. Agreed. I, and I think that's the one that best one that they've done. Yeah. But again, that being said, I don't think it would have worked as well if we hadn't had like other Spider-Man movies with origin stories that made yeah. sense, you know. Well, and like we entered the time of like, okay, so they trust that Sony is not trying to like with the Amazing Spider-Man, the big problems they ran into with that were like they were trying to shoehorn in a universe yeah. into the second one. And it was like, okay, what well, what's this about? Yeah. Um, whereas like with Into the Spider-Verse, they're like, okay, well, you don't have to shoehorn in a universe. Like, let's just give this story, this really popular like comic story to like some amazing creative people and yeah. pr- amazing creative directors. And then they did a fantastic thing with it. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, you know? It was a different approach for sure. Yeah. And it's but, like a lightning in a bottle in a lot of ways, as far as into the spider verse goes. Cause like yeah. just the innovation there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I hope this all gets figured out because neither, like, I don't think fans of either, I don't know if anyone's really like who who who's like hey yeah we we think Sony's should just do this. On their uh, own. I don't even think that Sony necessarily thinks that. Cause, yeah, because like they made the deal on Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like they wouldn't have made that deal if they felt like they could like take care of this. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it's a weird one because I also like. I looked at it initially and I was like, well, why would Sony screw this up? But then like, as I looked at it, I was like, well, also like, that's a really unreasonable ask for, for Disney to go from like 5% of the first weekend to then immediately jump to like 50% overall. Totally. I feel like that's the way negotiations work though. Right. And so like, you yeah, know? makes sense. Um, so like you, you know, like you said, all oh, this back and forth about maybe, oh, well, if you're we're not going to take that much and we're going to have to keep the same deal, we can't have, you know, Kevin Feige involved uh, at the level that he is. And they're like, oh, we're not okay with that either. And so I don't know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of things here that I really hope that it's not over. Like, I hope that both parties don't like just go, OK, we'll do your thing, because the thing that I feel like we would see is Disney, because they don't have the movie license, we've seen this with Fantastic Four, whatever, they didn't have that. We've seen this with a lot of, like, they'll start, like, backing off of their, the characters that they don't own the movie rights to. Yeah. Um, you know, they canceled, like, back in the day whenever they couldn't, like, they didn't have the Fantastic Four uh, license for movies. They canceled all their Fantastic Four movies. As soon as, you like, Disney bought, yeah, comics. They bought Marvel, they, like, started like going, okay, well, we don't have the right movie rights to these franchises. Let's not do those comics anymore. Yeah. And so like, I don't want to see that happen with Spider-Man. It leads me to question like what happens with a, um, like the video games, I guess, you know, Sony's putting those out, but like what happens with the next Spider-Man game? What happens with like the, the Spider-Man television series that are out right now? It's like, oh, do we finish the run that we're at and then cancel them on Disney, like Disney channel or whatever? Cause like, uh, I don't know what happens with the next uh, with all the Spider-Man comics that are out. Like, there's so many Spider-Man yeah, and that, and comics, that's, and that's the funny thing. Like, sure, Spider-Man is a moneymaker. He's like one of the most popular characters of all time. But you could very quickly make him really irrelevant. And like, and that Disney. would be such a shame because, like, again, the fa- like the Fantastic Four for like a long time, they were like super relevant super yeah. popular you know it's in the, in the comics world especially like their comics have always been like super popular yeah and they played integral roles in all the like major marvel events right and then now like for the last however many years they just haven't yeah like they just haven't at all yeah. and that's a shame from a as a comic consumer's perspective like it's just a bummer that like oh this this deal that you couldn't strike is now affecting not only the movies but is affecting every other medium that that character potentially is in so yeah I would hate to see that happen with Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, 
Hopefully, yeah, like you said, we update this in a week and we're like, hey, <laughs> it's fixed. Just ignore that last little segment. It's, just, it's like a it's like a thin off snap. Yeah. I, I really hope that this is uh it works itself out. Yep. That's it for this week. Uh next week we are uh maybe reviewing something. We don't know. Maybe. So we'll we'll see. You'll you'll see that maybe next week. Um, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at Chris Wright, wait, on social at Chris Wright 250. And John Wright 777. And at Stay Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.